changing shifts and changing mindsets. That's, we're going to talk a lot today about shifts, shifts that happen, uh, changes that's going to happen in your schedules, changes that need to happen in your mind to be a successful real estate investor. What's up, y'all? My name is Jay Helms. I'm the founder of the W2 Capitalist Podcast and this movement. And today I have an extremely special guest with me. It's a return guest. The very first guest that I had on the podcast here uh, at the time, he was a lieutenant today. He comes to us as a captain, uh, Captain Mike Webb. Before we dive into today's episode, I wanna, I wanna give a shout out to Boots 101, a five-star rating and review. The review is just simply awesome. It says, where have you been? I am so glad I found this. Can't wait to listen to them all. Thank you, Boots 101. I wish I knew your uh, actual name so I could give you props properly. If you haven't left a rating and review just yet, it only takes about two minutes to do so on iTunes. And I, I will forever be grateful because it'll help me with my mission. I want to help 1 million people eliminate the stress and anxiety that comes with financially providing for their family. And that's what we're all about here at the W2 Capitalist. The more of you that rate and review the show, the more it gets exposed to other people and it's going to help them out, right? It's going to help them build wealth. And speaking of building wealth, have you ever taken a minute to total up just how much you pay in finance charges to banks, credit card companies, on your mortgages, your student loans, your cars, your vacations, whatnot? You'll see that in your lifetime, this could easily add up to hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars. That's hundreds of thousands or possibly millions of dollars that you can be putting to work for you right now and you pass those earnings to your kids when that time comes. Uh, what am I talking about? I, I am talking about the infinite banking strategy that Mark Willis introduced me to. He is the guy, well, I take that back. He's not the guy I introduced to me. Uh, there's several people in the four-year span that introduced me to this concept until I finally pulled the trigger and I pulled the trigger with Mark. He's the guy that finally made the light bulb go off and allow me to see this wealth building strategy for what it truly is. And now that I've partnered with Mark, not only as a sponsor for the podcast, but also as he is my agent, right? He is my agent for what's known as the bank on yourself concept. At the end of this episode, I'm going to give you a link to connect with Mark for a free 15 minute consultation to discover if the bank on yourself, create your own source of financing strategy is right for you. Without further ado, let's dive in with Captain, now Captain, Mr. Mike Webb. You are a W-2 capitalist. You are addressing the gap between your successful, fulfilling W-2 job and building wealth for your family through real estate investing. You are ready to earn, invest, repeat. Welcome to the W-2 Capitalist Podcast. Now, let's get to work. Here's your host, Jay Helms. Mike Webb at The Investing Fireman, is a partner with MDWVHomeBuyer.com, a real estate investment company in the Maryland, West Virginia, Virginia, and Pennsylvania markets. Mike is a co-founder of the I-81 Real Estate Investor Meetup, a networking group specializing in investment real estate that meets monthly in Martinsburg, West Virginia. In addition to real estate, Mike works full-time as a career fire captain with a mid-sized fire department in the Washington, D.C. slash Baltimore metro area. Currently, he resides in Maryland with his wife and son. 
about to add to that pack. Actually, we we'll get into that a little bit. But for more information and connecting with Mike, follow him on Facebook or Instagram at the Investing Fireman. All right, y'all, let's bring him in. Mike, welcome to the show, sir. Thanks for having me. So I gotta, I gotta admit, uh, this is long overdue. You and Captain Ryan Kenyon at the time, y'all were the very first guest on the podcast. I don't know if you knew that or not. I did not. Uh, that was over two years ago. I think we, Dang. I think almost to the week is when we recorded because it was sometime in January when we recorded. It didn't launch until like March or something like that of 2019. Uh, yeah, so this is almost two years. So, man, it's been exciting to see what you've been doing all over Instagram and all this stuff. Uh, I've got one picture in particular I want to ask you about when we get there, but sure. How you been? How you been? Good, man. And congrats to you too. Cause if you were just starting out two years ago, I mean, the you've gone light years in those two years. So most, awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. Most of it's come in the last six or seven months when I didn't have a full-time job to have to worry about, but yeah, I, uh, I caught that on a couple episodes ago. Uh, you said yeah. you were a victim of the COVID and <sighs> kind of sounds like may, maybe not the victim. Maybe it worked out for the better. You know, I almost called my boss the other day and cause it was, it was about new year's. I was kind of thinking back about everything that's been going on. And, uh, my boss at the time, I, I knew it was a difficult conversation for him to have and whatnot. And I almost called him and said, Hey man, I, and I'm sure I would have went to voicemail, but point being, I wanted to leave a message and say, look, I know that's a tough, difficult decision for you. Probably don't want to do it. Um, it's been the best thing that's ever happened to me. You know, yeah. and I wanted to do that, but then I got thinking, guy's pretty much an asshole anyway. Why? Why would I do that? <laughs> so <laughs> I didn't. Take, I did take the high road. <laughs> yeah, just taking I, the high road. I should have, but anyway, uh, yeah, I I didn't. Uh, and, and, well, I should say he's an, he's not. He's a very driven person. He's a very corporate person. He's one of those guys that if I, I think if I worked for him longer than what I did, I would have learned a lot of stuff. But it is. But yeah, no, it's, it's been a, it's been a huge blessing and kind of, that's kind of how I embraced it after a few days of, of the shell shock. Yeah. Well, it was more of wasn't the show. Shock? I, Cause I even, a lot of people don't know this. I even offered him, um, I said, look, I don't necessarily need the paycheck. I was like, if you guys are willing to come off some stocks or some sort of options, I, I could go without taking a paycheck for, for a while, you know? And I said, I'll work for free for a few months until you guys mm -hmm. figure it out. And he goes, Man, I appreciate that. I understand it. He goes, but this is much bigger than just what you're offering. And I was like, oh, like how big? And he goes, we well, you know I can't tell you those details. Well, it turned out to be like 50 something people that were like, oh, including Jeez. half of my team, me, this whole restructuring thing. So I was like, oh. after I found that, I was like, okay, now I'm not so sorry. But I, I did poke around the house a little, couple of days after that, thinking some asshole got to keep their yeah. job and I didn't. But Think about where you would be, what position you would be in had you not found this road. Oh, man. Well, Could you imagine some of those conversations and some of those folks were literally scratching their head how they were going to pay their bills next month? No, exactly. And a lot of them scrambled to try to find new jobs. A lot of them did. Yeah. A lot of them landed on their feet. I was able to. Here, here's what's funny. I was a reference for uh, a few of them, matter of fact. And a lot of them went to the same company. And after I got to know the HR person of this other company or whatnot, <laughs> and the last one she called me about a reference, and uh, she said, she asked me, she goes, are you looking for a job? 
<laughs> and I was like, I'm not. I said, I'm I'm not, you know, I'm not I'm, my plan is to uh, she goes, Oh, that's right. You're the guy who's never going back into the W2 world. So obviously somebody had been talking to about she goes, Well, if you ever change your mind, you you just let me know. And she was being a good recruiter, obviously, but it was just kind of funny. She called for a reference for somebody, and that's never happened to me before. So I was I was I was, you know, patting myself <laughs> on the back a little bit. <laughs> But uh, I I think I heard some news about you, too. Last time we were talking, you were only a lieutenant, and I say that sarcastically, but you're a lieutenant. Yeah. And now, uh, do I salute you as captain, or, or is that? <laughs> no saluting necessary, but yeah, it was <laughs> back in uh, May of this year, I was promoted to captain. So, and with that, presented a whole host of challenges for me, because it took me from a traditional, when I say traditional, in the fire service. And the last time I was on, I was on a 24 hour shift work schedule. Yeah. And right now I'm working Monday through Friday in an office, uh, running our recruit training school. So wow, that's a big shift. Like I just got home tonight about a half hour ago and, uh, I work Monday through Friday. So that's been a big adjustment for me. I don't know how these people do it, you know, working Monday through <laughs> Friday. It's like, <laughs> I always say that sarcastically, but, um, no, it's been good too. Uh, it's definitely been a little bit of a change, actually a big change, but yeah. it's not necessarily been a bad change. And this is my second time I've been assigned to training the first time when I was a lieutenant and then this time, and then as much as I'm enjoying it, hopefully my last time assigned to training, <laughs> the first time taught me a lot of things about uh, the the problems I had in my business. So Okay. Between the last time and this time, I have got a lot more systematic, a lot more um, delegation, a lot more processes in place. So now my business is actually able to run when I'm there Monday through Friday. Whereas if this would have happened, well, when it happened last time, my business shut down for the better part of a year. And wow. anytime you stop trying to get restarted again, it's That's like hard. getting that locomotive started from a stopped yeah. position it's it's tough so now yeah. we're we're churning along still and i promise i did not uh ask you to say those words about the locomotive but i mean that's the whole theme for 2021 and the w2 capitalist is to keep your momentum because it is extremely hard to to get going again right oh, once yeah. you stop so that's that's a big shift though and and it's funny because i'm on the opposite end of where you're at is where you now went to like a normal normal schedule mm -hmm. uh and before you were working 24 on all 48 hours right correct and you did that for how long seven uh, eight years, or 11 i've been this is my 14th year i think so 14 years there was okay. a section of that where i was at training before for about a year a little less so give or take you can say 12 years I've been on shift work and two years now will roughly be on day work is kind of what we call it. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's a big shift. It, and I don't know Huge. about you, but like when I left the W2 world, uh, I, I still feel like I'm adjusting, right? I mm -hmm. mean, before the W2, I was getting up at four thirty, five o'clock in the morning to get my real estate stuff done, going to work, coming back home just exhausted and not really getting anything done in the afternoon. And now it's like, I have more opportunities coming at me than I know what to do with. Like, I really need, I have a virtual assistant. I need to hire probably two or three more and I'm not, I'm reluctant to do it just yet, but there's just so many different opportunities. I get people asking me all the time, how do you do 
as much as you do. And I'm like, well, number one, I have an amazing wife who takes care of almost everything. Right. Um, you know, and it's, but for you, for, for you going from shift work, you know, where you work in two, maybe three days a week, uh, how does, how has that affected you? How has that affected you personally? And you said it was a good thing, but. Uh, it's, I would say it's a good thing to some extent. It does have some negatives, but it, it has forced me to be a little more resourceful mm. and it's forced me to be very, um, intentional with the time I do have to devote. So, uh, I'm, yep, I'm getting up early. Um, you know, I'm trying to, I try and get to bed early, but the time in between I have to maximize it. Yeah. And when I'm at work, I need to be at work. And whenever I'm doing real yeah. estate, I need to be doing real estate. And, uh, when I'm home, I need to be home. Yeah. And that sounds very cut and dry, but I, I would be lying if I said those lines were black and white. Sometimes they get blurred a little bit. Um, like just before I got on this call, I had two phone calls from work to address an issue that's time sensitive. Right. Yeah. Um, but you know, it, it's doable. Um, because I've spent the time up front working with my assistant, working on training some staff, having a really good business partner, um, having an amazing wife, like all of those things, not that they're always puppy dogs and rainbows, has allowed sure they are, to, man. What are you talking yeah, about? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Every deal's, you know, easy and super profitable. And every day I come home and my wife's got a glass of lemonade for me. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Dinner's on the supper. Your yeah. your clothes are uh folded and 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 tucked yeah. neat on the end of the bed for what you're gonna right. wear tomorrow. I mean, yeah, right. it's all <laughs> So not, not to take anything away. She, my wife is very good about no, dinner's ready. And like, she does fold most of my clothes sometimes, but uh, it, you know, but Mine seriously, too. I don't, it, I don't want to take anything yeah, away from my wife. Yeah, We're either, not trying but, to get ourselves in trouble here. Got enough I think to we with. did that enough on the last time. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but it, I heard an ex, uh, a quote before and it's, it's like, you can either make excuses or you can make shit happen, but you can't do yeah. both. And like, you know, I still want to be a really good husband, a really good dad. I really want to be a good, you know, captain at my job. And I really want to be a, a good real estate investor that provides safe, reliable housing and jobs for our local community. Like it is possible to do all of those. Is it easy sometimes? No, no. but um, you, you can sit there and find a way to make it happen. Or you can sit there and just complain about it and be this victim that yeah. seems to be ever so popular. Yeah, yeah. That's a whole nother. That's a whole nother topic for a whole nother show. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you mentioned your partner there, uh, Mm -hmm. amazing business partner. Is that the same one you were with um, last time we talked? So over two years ago? Yeah. Awesome. And uh, yeah, his name is Bill Kenny and he's a realtor. So he he has like his realtor business and he has his own private um, portfolio. And then I have the fire department. I have my own private portfolio. And then we have a joint company where we wholesale flip, have rentals, lend, uh, all sorts of little stuff, run a meetup. Both of you are on the meetup. I was going to ask yep. about that too. Still going on. I see. Yeah. Um, it's awesome. been, that's been a, you know, course correct every <laughs> quarter, you know, as guidelines come out and the world's yeah. coming to an end. Nope. We're back together. Nope. The world's, you know, it's like, it's, ha- it's forced us to pivot on that. Yeah. But sure. About your, your partnership, uh, you know, cause I, I am now that I, I've got a little money and I'm, I'm looking to do some different stuff. 
How did you and your partner come to terms with, okay, this is what you do over here. This is what he does on this side, but somewhere in the middle, you guys meet and, and it just works out. Right. And again, I know everything's not unicorn and rainbows with partnerships, just like with your marriages, uh, with my marriage, with your marriage, but how did, how do you guys come to an agreement to know that where the line's drawn? Cause I am sure that you come across deals that you're like, should I involve him or should I not involve him? You know, but what's, how did y'all come to that agreement? Because I heard this, I heard this quote the other day about um, the only, oh oh, man, I'm going to butcher this. The only ship that doesn't sail is a partnership or something like that. And I was like, ouch, ouch. Yeah, that's rough. But you guys have made it work. You've made it work for two years and you came from your own independent backgrounds, but y'all mm-hmm. joined venture together. So how do you how do you guys decide on what deals to work together and how how do y'all communicate that? Like, do you let him know every deal that you're working on or is it just more or less, hey, I got this deal. Would love to engage with you. How does that whole thing work? Sure. So, you know, to just play devil's advocate on the partnership quote, there's also the saying, like, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. So yeah. I, I like that I'm one a, too. <laughs> I'm a big believer um, that a good partnership is worth its weight in gold, just like a good team is worth its weight in gold. Yeah, um, you can sit there and do it all yourself and go crazy in the process. But first off, like we, we kind of met and started discussing real estate and partnerships loosely before we ever thought about forming an actual company. So I think it's important, like making sure that your core values, like I know that's a term that gets tossed around a lot, but like, yeah. you know, you know, people that you like, and you know, people that you don't like relatively quickly. Uh, not that you want to go just on gut instinct, but if you don't like to even go have a beer with the guy, chances are you shouldn't go into business with them because <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if they give you that bad vibe just off that, like you probably don't want to be tethered to them on a mortgage. Right. Yeah. So um, how we decided is originally we started wholesaling together just on a handshake deal. And like, it was one of those when we were just starting wholesaling, like, man, if I don't get a deal out of this mailing, like direct mail, uh, I'm out of business, you know, like we're both (laughs) in the same boat. So we're like, Hey, we can make our marketing budgets go further if we combine them. So that's what we did. And that was just on a handshake. And it was, hey, if we get a deal out of your mailing, we split it. Get a deal out of my mailing, we split it. And we just did that for a couple of years. And then wow. he did his thing. I did my thing. And then eventually we kind of came back together. And we said, you know what? Why don't we get serious about this? And we formed a company. And we both had some bigger ideas that we knew we weren't going to get by ourselves. So as far as how we divide who does what, originally, uh, you know, we were the we were the bookkeeper. We were the, we were the rehab repair person. We were the, we were everything, you know? And then as we started to kind of like settle into our saddle, so to speak, like things that he was kind of naturally good at or had to do, like I said, he was a realtor. So the lead gen, the call and take, uh, cause we were doing direct to market, direct to seller marketing. He was just naturally better suited for that because he was available all day, mm-hmm. every day to, within reason. And he was already having to do some of that work for his realtor business. I was already handling a lot of the rehabs and the scope of works and the managing of the contractors. So I just naturally kind of went into that 
So now he kind of handles, I call it the front end of the business and the back end of the business. And I handle everything in between. So when we onboard a new property for a rental or a flip or a wholesale, um, he hands it off to me. I go in, I make it nice, or I, I manage the process of making yeah. it nice. Um, or no, I, I remember it. last time I, I uh, you said something about because um, when Ryan was on here with us and he said, "Hey," uh, he said, "I didn't fall in love with the flipping process like Mike did," and you <laughs> cut him off. You said, "Let's be clear, I don't love flipping." <laughs> right. You know, so that still yeah. stands true, I guess. Yeah. And actually this year, my business shifted. I did a lot more wholesaling and a lot yeah. less flipping. Um, so then once once we fix it up and make it nice, whether it's going to be a rental or a rehab, I then hand it back over to him. And then he lists it, shows it, negotiates it. And as far as what deals I do with who, uh, we do everything through our joint company at this point. So I don't really have any deals going on outside of that. And nor does he, except for like realtor type deals. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Just, uh, and then, retail type of thing. Yeah, right? exactly. Gotcha. And then the only thing I would say we might segue separate directions moving forward is um, we're looking pretty hard at like, I'm an idiot. I've never set up a self-directed IRA. So I'm actively <laughs> working on that process. So I might have an entity set up or, you know, something where I'm going to be lending individually just like mm. he might be. So that's kind of where it stands right now. Yeah. I have a uh, self-directed RA, but I, I would want to encourage you to look at the infinite banking concept. Um, I one of those things where I thought self-directed RA was the way to go, and you may be getting money from your um, uh, retirement plans for being a firefighter. But um, I wish, and I, I talked to a lot of people about the whole IBC concept. I wish I would have uh, started this a lot sooner. Um, and depending on how much penalty I get, I'm probably going to move my self-directed R. I've got a little issue going on there. It's, I made a bad loan decision. I loaned a guy some money and, and he's disappeared with it. Uh, so weird how that works. Well, yeah, it is weird. Um, you know, it's one of those things where every red flag was going off and I was like, ah, I'm going to do this. I need to be a little more riskier. Yeah. No, I do not. This is what happens yeah. when I get riskier. But um, uh, anyway, so I, I can turn you on to the guy that I use. He actually sponsors the podcast and everything because it's it's he just clicked. He and I just clicked when it happened. So, sure. And you get ready to do that. I'll, I'll give you some information on him. But yeah, um, send it over. With your partner, though, um, I mean, what's the biggest thing that has has come between you guys, and what's the what's the best thing that's come out of it? I can't, the biggest thing that's come between us, you know, knock on wood, I can't think of anything that's been like super big, you know? Um, the and only thing the, and really maybe not because the way you presented it, it sounds like you guys are very open in, in your forms of communication, but you also have very like-minded goals, right? And what you want to accomplish. Um, and, and you kind of went into a little bit there about, well, there's some things that I want to do. There's some things that he wants to do. It's almost like y'all are already even talking about, Hey, how do we separate eventually down the road to, to go and do our bigger, better things? Is that, have y'all talked about that? I mean, what was No, the, I don't, I don't think we're quite at that juncture, um, gotcha. but I'm just thinking like we've both have decided that like lending is something that we want to look at. Um, yeah. We've done a bit of it over the last year or so. 
And I think that with, with that, it naturally would make sense for each of us to kind of have our own pot, if you will, because like he's got some retirement money, I've got some, and I don't think it would make sense for us to blend that together. Right. But the, the, the assets within our business, we would probably do stuff with those, but no, we're not looking uh, to kind of like go separate ways or anything. I'm just thinking he's a little bit older than I am. So he's going to probably be ready for that next phase of life before I will be. We're having a baby in two, three weeks. So like he's, you his are? kids are all in college. Yeah. Well, what? Like congratulations, yeah. man. Thank you. Yeah. I just like to stack a bunch of stuff on all at one time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know you got at least one. How many, what was yeah, this? This is number two. Yep. Oh, it's easy. It's easy. Second one's easy. Yeah. Third one, however, it's a challenge. With yeah. three. <laughs> I don't I don't know about three. Um hats off to you. So I just hats know that he's wife. gonna <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's gonna be ready for probably a different chapter in life yeah. than I will be at that time. Cause like I said, his kids are all in college. Mine clearly are not. Right. Um so eventually, you know, I've always heard all partnerships end at some point. You just have to make sure everybody's clear on how that happens. And uh, while I don't think we have any plans for that ending anytime soon, like we just did our Q1 planning session like a week ago, we have big plans still. So, I mean, I don't see that slowing down, but you know, you got to be thinking five, 10, 15 years down the road. Um, I, I love that. I love that you guys have a planning session too. Like it's not just, yeah. Cause I hear it and I don't do enough partnerships. I should, I know uh, I, I relate to that quote. You said, Hey, if you want to go fast, go at it alone. If you want to go far, go together. Right. Um, and, and there's things that keep popping up. I'm like, yeah, I need to, I need more partners. I need to figure that out. I'm kind of putting some feelers out for people that I know sure. or whatnot, but what are, what are one of the things that you would coach people? Cause I, I hear all the ugly about how partnerships fail. I've been a part of a couple that are just, hey, I'm not, I'm not going to do a deal with you again kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some of the things that you would advise me or anybody else listening to this? When you, get, when you dive into a partnership, you need to know this, 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 and this about the other person. Hey, y'all. I want to take a break from the interview with Captain Mike Webb. He is at The Investing Fireman. Uh, I want to encourage you to follow him on Instagram. I'm going to say this again later, but I want to encourage you to follow him on Instagram. He always puts some amazing pictures and stuff that he does with his wholesaling and flipping. But I want to let you know about the W2 Capitalist Mastermind. This is a virtual mastermind built for all experience levels and niches of real estate investing. Currently, we have over 20 calls that are hosted at various times all throughout the month. And it's a way for you to get connected with like-minded people from across the country who want to see you succeed, who have been through what you're going through and want to help you be accountable to building your own success. I'm going to give you a link at the end of the show, as well as suggest some additional next steps for you. But now let's get back to the interview with Captain Mike Webb. Again, not to trust your gut, but I need to sit down and just talk to him as a person a little bit and kind of get an idea of who they are, how they operate. You know, if they're the kind of guy that's going to I don't know. Like you can tell relatively quickly. Now there's people that are very good at masquerading, but yeah. if they're, if they're kind of a good person or not. And I would, I would, I would at this point almost not be interested in doing a deal with somebody unless they were referred to be my, somebody I like, know, or trust. Gotcha. Uh, if they were referred to me 
automatically, I wouldn't say like it gets them in, but I'm going to probably spend a they little bit They get the shortcut, time. yeah, to the front of the line yeah. if that happens. Not, not to say that somebody that isn't referred isn't capable and not somebody yeah. that I wouldn't do something with, but, uh, you know, they've already done some of the vetting for you. But yeah, that would that would be my first thing. And then second, just making sure that you're crystal clear on what each other's expectations are, because sometimes I mean, not that it's happened to me a lot. Somebody's expectations of what you're going to do or what you're going to expect them to do. Like anytime I meet with a resident, which I don't honestly do that anymore. But I when I signed leases, I always told them three things like and I thought it was important to just kind of keep it simple. It's like if you do it. These three things will be okay. If you do, (laughs) if you skip any of these, we're going to have a problem. Like communicate, take care of the home and pay your rent. Yeah. If you don't do those three things, we're going to have problems. If you do those three things, I bet we can work through most other issues. So like, as long as you spell out in very simple terms, now, granted, you got to have the legalese document that's 28 pages long, (laughs) very, very plain English, have that conversation, even if it's difficult, right? Have that up front. Cause it's going to save you a, probably a headache down the road. Yeah. So. I love that. And you know, I'm searching for an answer there so I don't get burned. Like I'm currently getting burned in having trust, trust issues and whatnot. But you know, <laughs> it comes back to, if I would have trusted my gut, we would, we would, you and I would be having a totally different conversation about, yeah. uh, about that stuff. Hey, what's the, what's the best deal that you and your partner did um, in the last two years? Uh, last two, like, oh, that could be a couple different ways. Um, what made you the most money? So I did a flip. I think that we made just under 70, which for us is pretty good on a, like a 180 house. Yeah. Um, you know, when you think about that as a percent, you know, 80,000 wow. on a half a million dollar flips, not a big deal, but on a 180 house, that's pretty good. That's um, really good. <laughs> and then I have, I have one that, uh, we bought a place, we fixed it up, we sold on owner finance for 145 and I was able to uh, buy it, rehab it, and have no underlying debt. So that's a pretty good one, but that one's, you know, pay me slowly type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so I can dive into either one of those. There's, you know, little hiccups wanna, on either one. Yeah, I want to talk about the flip. That seems okay. pretty impressive. Let's dive into sure. that a little bit. Okay, so one of... One of the flips we did in 2020 was a uh, vacant home that the guy had died. The family was from out of state, like two of them from like down south and one out west or something. The water had ran in the upstairs bathroom for a little while, created a mold issue in the basement. They had filed an insurance claim and had it remediated by like a top-notch local restoration company. So... Yes, there was a mold issue, but it was being addressed and being addressed correctly. So we took this property and we, I forget what we had it under contract for, but we were going to assign it as a wholesale. Like I told you, most of my business had shifted towards wholesale last year. And just because the market was crazy and still is like people just can't get enough rehabs to give to people. Right. So my buyer was a repeat buyer, had it under contract quickly. Um, for like a $30,000 fee. And right when like COVID was just starting, he was using one of these like independent funding sources, right? Like where you pay like two points. It was, I don't want to say the name because I I don't 
know exactly what company it was, but you know what I mean? It was one of these companies that like advertises, they'll give you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) he, he was, he was lined up and literally two hours before closing, they pulled the plug on all deals they were funding. So we're like, okay, so there goes a $30,000 assignment fee. The seller had already signed and was on their way back to their house. And because it was like, they they had to sign on a Thursday. We were signing like Thursday afternoon or something. Yeah. So they signed like checks in the mail, basically. <laughs> Not so much. Long story short, he went uh, kind of radio silent on me. So we kept his deposit. And like I said, this was a repeat buyer. Like, I was like, what the heck, man? Like, if something came up, just let me know. Right. Yeah. He went radio silent. Well, like when we tell people we're going to buy their house, like we intend to buy their house. So I said, give us a day. We'll take care of this. We got the funding lined up. We took the deal down ourselves. I went there, did another walk around, get a scope of work, got my contractor over there, rehabbed it took like two days or two days to get everything pulled together. And then probably about two to three months to get it rehabbed and on the market. And we put it on the market had multiple showings. It was a three bed, two bath and ended up getting an all cash offer from an out of state buyer um, and sold it. Incredible. So did you keep the wholesaling fee as well? No, no. No. So like, uh, for lack of, I forget the exact numbers, but I think we had it like under contract for 60 and we were selling it to him for 90. So we ended up taking it down ourselves for 60, I think, and then putting whatever into it. Okay. Yeah. The Don't way quote I me on those numbers did, because did not make sense, but you clarified that. So thank you for that. <laughs> so, so what, what we thought was going to be a kick to the stomach and losing out on a $30,000 assignment fee ended up being like a $70,000 rehab profit. Granted, it took longer. We had to do more work, but it was double the profit, you know? And it was a house that I could have sold six times, you know? So that was, that was kind of how that one worked out. You know, it's kind of like taking that because you remember how much, not that there's a lot of certainty right now, but you remember (laughs) like when COVID was just starting, there was so much uncertainty. And again, not that there isn't now, but like things were changing and like literally the market just shut down for like a week. No, nobody was funding anything, nothing. And then all of a sudden it was like, we picked back up, like nothing ever happened. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's not the first story that I've heard of, about that. Right. When COVID started coming out or, uh, you know, you know, all the, all the crap that started coming out around with mm-hmm. it. What, one of the things you talking about, Hey, here we go, you know, taking off again, don't give everything away, right? But 2021, you met with your partner, said, hey, here's our vision for, for Q1 and, and beyond, probably. But where do you think the market is headed in, in 2021? And what are, you, what are you focusing on? Are you still focusing on wholesaling? Or what's, what's your main focus for the rest of this year? Man, it would be, wouldn't it be nice if I knew? Like, just had, <laughs> just had that prediction. So I guess if there was ever any disagreement between my partner and I, it's this part. So he's a realtor, like I said. So he just every day is just seeing his buyers get beat out by over asking offer, offer, offer. It's freaking nuts, man. And and I'm, I'm like a little more pessimistic. Like I guess sometimes I guess I probably lose out on stuff because I'm too cautious sometimes, but 
I also Guilty. don't want to be, I don't want to be the guy. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be the guy that like, what's I saying when the, when the tie goes out that I don't have yeah. the shorts on, like, I don't want to yeah. be that guy. Right. <laughs> he, he thinks the Marcus is going to keep going, keep going, keep going. Now I, not forever. Right. But right. I'm like, I'm always waiting for like, man, tomorrow's the day, you know, tomorrow's <laughs> the day it's going down. So I would say for 2021, uh, we are still going to flip. I would say I'm not going to take on any large, like super large rehabs. I'm looking to be in and out, like closing to closing, preferably in 90 days or less. Yeah. Um, just because, you know, the market can shift obviously, but hopefully it won't shift too drastically in those 90 days. Yeah. And I'm trying to stick with, you know, a three bed, uh, this is ideal, three bed, two bath, uh, paint, carpet, fixtures, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Where it's under in my market, like under 225, under 250. I can sell that all day long. So trying not to stay in that that price point below hundred starts to get real messy. Those buyers are like they order a pizza and they lose their funding, you know. <laughs> and and the people buying half a million dollar homes, like I'm not going after them either. I'm just looking for like your yeah. three bed, two bath that everybody's got a kid in a minivan, like can afford that $250, $250,000 mortgage type thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I hear you. I, uh, I want to get into flipping so bad. I, I've talked to a couple of people here that, um, that I know do a couple are in my master or one of them's in my mastermind. And I'm just like, I want to do this, but I, I, I don't know how, and I'm, you know, recently just got burned and are still getting burned, whatever. Yeah. And I was like, I, I just, well, I mean, it's kind of like bring your unique advantage. Like you could be the money guy and just JV that way. Like for some we've of those guys. About that. Uh, yeah, we've talked about it um, as a potential, but. I, I wouldn't necessarily say it's a bad thing if you don't. Like I'm glad I do because had I not eventually gone down that road, that wholesale that fell apart, I would have been like, oh, great. You know, I'm left holding the bag. You know, so yeah. where I was able to just shift gears and be like, all right, we're not wholesaling, we're rehabbing this one. Yeah. So it does it does make you uh a little more resort I wouldn't say resourceful, but like a little more you're kind of like that Gerber tool, you know, you can do a little bit of everything. You got like the scissors, the knife, the magnifying glass, like what one do I use for this project? You know? So I, I love that now, and you, you got to have multiple exit strategies to be mm -hmm. successful with this, regardless of whatever niche you're in. And I love that. Just when you said Gerber, anytime I hear Gerber, my mindset goes to baby, like the baby <laughs> food and stuff. So, which right. I imagine your house is full that. of new stuff right now. Right. Oh Yeah. Yeah, all sorts of baby stuff. Oh, so. man, I, I don't want to take up any more of your time. I, I know you've had a long day at work making the shift from shift work to, uh, oh, you're good. I, I want to say a normal schedule, but that, that I hate the and word that, normal and that. that it, it's, uh, it's, it's not a big deal. I, I got time, but if you need to wrap <laughs> it up, I'm fine with that too. Whatever well, works. Yeah. Let's, let's wrap. I want to wrap it up with a couple of things. I, I've started this new segment. It's just three random questions, right? So I heard this with April. <laughs> off the wall. Yeah. Oh, April, April Crosley. She was such yeah. an amazing. She's yeah, awesome. She, she, Great um, go-giver. Yeah. Yeah. If if anybody uh, <laughs> that I've met here recently it can say that they are that go-giver person, it's her. And dang it, we almost we almost met up. She was driving through. I was following her on Instagram. She posted a pic of being here in Pensacola. I was like, wait a minute, you're in Pensacola? 
why can't we meet? And she was in yeah. down for a few days. And I had to make the call. And I said, look, I said, or I messenger. And I said, look, uh, I don't want to be this guy, but my wife is sick. We feel like it's a sinus infection that she went to the doctor. Uh, they said, you need to go get a COVID test. We're not even going right. to see you. I was like, so she went to get a COVID test. We don't have the results back. I don't want to be the guy to give you. I said, I'm not <laughs> sure. Any symptoms. Yeah. Yeah. And, and um, so turns out COVID test negative. It's probably a sinus infection. Anyway, this right. is all like recent one the last couple of weeks. So, but yeah, it was a total go giver. I kind of hate that we missed out on that opportunity or I missed out on that opportunity, but anyway, all right. Well, I may not be able to play the guitar like Axl Rose, but let's see what I got. <laughs> hey, before we get into this, there there is a picture I saw on your Instagram. We'll make okay. this one. Well, no, I want to I want to share this with you because I don't know that I could do it justice. And if you're if you're listening on the podcast, you can go to the YouTube channel. Oh, I just closed that one. Did you? Okay. Yeah. So what we're looking at, I'll try to describe <laughs> it to you as best I can. But it's basically a picture of a corner of a building. And there are two sections of this corner of a building where their bricks are missing near the foundation. <laughs> and it's standing on what looks like uh, springs attached to some sort of screw. I don't know how to explain it any better than that. But what is what happened here? What is this? That's a that's a great question. And there's a lot more questions than I have answers to. Okay. Um, <laughs> the best the best thing I can say is um, redneck ingenuity at its finest. Okay. But this, this gentleman, I don't so know. This is not like a foundation here. specialist came in and said, Oh, this is how you fix this issue. This is, you don't know. So, okay. So this property was vacant. Uh, the people that owned it were from out of the state. Uh, yeah. like they inherited it or something. And I don't know what all this was uh, clearly <laughs> had some sort of like foundation issue of some sort, but this guy had, made his own like fire pit in the driveway. Like when I say fire pit, that's not accurate. It was more like a kiln that had pipes going into the house where he had made like his own radiant heat system. And so I, I don't know, gotcha. like, I, I just think this guy had a foundation issue and he thought he was going to try and fix it. Cause there was all sorts of weird stuff, not this weird, but throughout this house. But uh, yeah, I wholesaled this house um, last week. Yep. Did you? Congratulations, man. Thanks. I mean, the other thing, the gutter, I don't know if that gutter goes down into that concrete or, or yeah, if it, it just, <laughs> it'd be kind of funny if it just terminated right into the, <laughs> I can't see it. Not a problem. <laughs> that is incredible. All right, man. Well, yeah. that's uh congratulations on closing that. I, I, uh, yeah. I saw that. And I was like, that is that's probably the wildest thing I've ever seen. Uh, yeah. and I grew up in Alabama and we saw all sorts of redneck engineering <laughs> that happened. So, all right, man, off the wall, here we go. I'm going right. to try to find some, um, family friendly questions. All right. Baseball or football and why? Uh, I grew up watching both, but right now I'd probably say baseball cause my son likes to play it. Yeah. Yeah. I got to. All right. All right. Uh, I, I agree with that. What position does he play? Nice. Tried pitching and anything on the infield he's good with you put him in the outfield he gets bored a little quick so yeah. right they're still at the age where it's like everybody plays every position but we're slowly shifting into positions so i would say probably like that first base pitching seems to be his favorite 
I can I can relate to your son because I played outfield most most today. What kind of ball player was most of the time? It was right field, so that's where that's where all the action was, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um. So that's good. That's awesome. Hopefully, you can get into pitching. That's where that's where the money's at, right? Anyway. Uh. All right. Second question: Books, digital or hardback, and why? Or paperback? Hardback or paperback, and why? Uh, I'd have to go with the third. I'd go with audio. Uh, so, so I like to read regular books, but I probably go through a book a week on audible. Yeah. I mean, between audio books and podcasts, that that's how I spend my commutes. And if I'm mowing the grass, I'm listening to a book. If I'm driving, I'm listening to a book or a podcast. So I would say paperback if I have to actual book, but my preference is audio book. I'm with you. I on double time. I, yeah, it's it's unbelievable how to you can hack your way through that. Like I I um I pick up a paperback book and mm-hmm. I start to yawn. I, I'm almost yawning now that we're talking about this. And I'm not talking about any like any book that I'm really interested in. It is the same thing, right? I pick up one of my kids' mm-hmm. books to read them a, a um book to go to sleep in. I get done with the first sentence. I'm yawning because yeah, same I, same and. Uh, so there's a group of us right now in going through 75 hard, right? Yeah. And one of those things is you have to read 10 pages a day. And he's very, you know, Andy Priscilla is very adamant about you. It has to be a book. It can't be an audible book or whatever. And mm-hmm. I was like, I'm calling Mulligan on this because he or uh, not Mulligan. Anyway, I'm calling like an, audible. an audible. There you yeah. go. I'm calling an audible, literally audible uh, dot com. And uh because I, I I looked into why he says you have to read a book, right? And you mm-hmm. have to do the physical pages. And it's because his perception is that every time you, um, when most people listen to audiobooks, they're so distracted than anything else, right? And I'm like, well, if that's the case, uh, I am totally justified here because when I listen to an audible book, I'm hitting bookmarks. I'm taking notes on my phone just as quickly as I can, rewinding it, stuff going back. When I pick up a physical book, I, I just, I can't do it. I just yeah. learn that way. I think, I think as, long as, you're moving the, <laughs> as long as you're moving that ball down the court, man, like and listening and improving, like who cares? I yeah. mean, that's me. I mean, I'm yeah. not Andy Frisella. So take it from the guy that's got the Rolls Royce and the jet, not me, <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, he's, he's figured something out. That's for sure. That's for sure. Um, all right. So we're in the middle of this pandemic hand sanitizers, you know, almost everywhere. I went to the UPS store. They're, they've got a thing on their door or whatever. So question is, hand sanitizer or moist towelette? Which one do you prefer? I don't frequent classy enough joints to have moist <laughs> towelettes or whatever that was. You and I are a lot alike. You Probably and I hand sanitizer, alike. but I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan of just good old-fashioned, like washing your hands with soap and warm That's water. Like, exactly. can't go wrong there. Everybody's like, there's no hand sanitizer. Okay, wash your hands. There's like, a sink, yeah. You know? So, yeah, I mean, I guess it would be nice, like, you know, the little guy comes over with the little tweezers and hands it to you like that'd be nice but i can't say i find myself in those situations very often i think there's probably been there may have been two in my lifetime the first one i didn't know what was going on i felt so awkward i was like this i'm not doing this what is this like yeah why are you even in here (laughs) exactly i took my I took my wife to a dinner. We were in San Diego last year and it was like in La Jolla, right on the beach, like 
window, like here's the waves, here's your window. Like it was right there. And it was for our anniversary and like first trip without our son. And like, so I rented a Tesla and we were doing all this cool stuff. (laughs) And we went to this nice restaurant based on a recommendation from a buddy at work who is from San Diego. And it was great. But man, uh, I was like a little out of place because it was like, I think I went through seven forks. The guy brought over the little (laughs) towel. They brought you like the the sorbet at your palate in between. I was like, man, I could have went to Chick-fil-A and probably been just as happy, but like, this is cool, you know? So I didn't know you could rent Teslas. That's the whole thing I got out of that was you. you Toro. Tesla. Do you ever okay. hear the, the app Toro? Yeah. I've heard of yeah, that before. Found it, found a guy on there and uh, it's, that's what wow. I did. That, yeah. uh, that guy's got some cojones to rent out his Tesla just to anybody. Well, there's people, there's people, <laughs> well, there's like different levels, you know, and okay. whatnot, but like, there's all sorts of stuff you can rent on there. Like my son's really into Corvettes. So okay. I don't know why, but like he's eight and Corvettes are awesome, which I think <laughs> are too. Like, that's cool. So I'm going to, one day I'm going to rent a Corvette and like just for the day and go do something with him. And he's hopefully going to think that's awesome. <laughs> he will, that will be an amazing memory. And I think yeah. that says a lot about you as a dad, just trying to make that special memory for him. Yeah. Uh, do something, you know, that's like awesome. go get 30 nuggets at, Chick-fil-A and, you know, do it in a Corvette just for the hell of it, you know? (laughs) Why not? That's awesome. That is incredible. Mike, congratulations on everything you've accomplished. Uh, I hope it's not two years again before we do this and and catch up with you. But, uh, yeah, you've, you've became a captain. I don't, we didn't even ask, I didn't even ask how many deals you've done. I, I mean, it's incredible just to think, but to wrap all that up, cause we mostly talked about partnerships and success with your partner. Right. Sure. And the new addition, the new addition Thank coming you. to the to the web household. A boy or girl? Or do you guys know? Boy. Yeah, I got boy. two boys now. Your poor wife. Your poor right. Wife. She's outnumbered. <laughs> she was outnumbered before. Now that's, man, you get that's true. Uh, you're but you're a thoughtful guy. You'll figure out how to how to make it up to her on a routine basis, yeah. I'm sure. That's awesome. Uh, and th- tell them thank you for allowing uh, to give me this time and give the audience your time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I know you got home and trying to do some stuff, be be present for the family, which I need to go do it as well. So it's about that dinner time, right? So yeah. Mike, thank you very much, sir. And I'll post links to your blog and your uh, Instagram page and everything that you sent me earlier. Okay. So, yeah. If sir, I appreciate you having me. And if, um, Anybody needs anything or has any questions, just shoot me a message. And that's investing fireman on Instagram. Is that right? Yeah, the investingfireman.com. Or gotcha. well, just the investing fireman. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I have the dot com, but like I don't maintain the website. Like I'm not good at that. Like I don't have time for it. So I just basically stick to social. So yeah. I, um, I have found um that is one of those things where I need to. I need to outsource. That's yeah. one thing that I need to get yeah. off my plate because I, Somebody I wants to all that, that still shoot me a message. <laughs> yeah. And, and it is, it can, it can get into a time suck because I look at something where I was like, Oh, I'll just go update this little piece. Hours go by. I'm like, what the hell? Because yeah. I keep these things keep popping up. I'm like, Oh, let me do this. Why well, I'm here. This is only going to take a second. You know, right. so there's famous a, last and, words. And, yeah. <laughs> famous last yeah. words. Yeah. Mike, thank you very much, sir. I appreciate again your time and everything you're doing. Thank you for your service to your community. And just uh I look forward to catching up with you here pretty soon and, and uh 
following you on Instagram. I mean, it's it's incredible to see the pictures yeah. like the one we just talked about. Certainly. I, I'll try and get better about being more more intentional with posting every day or every other day or so. I get, I'm hitting this. Look, man, you do you. I would I would much rather come and check in with you like every year to say, hey, I closed, you know, 20 flips and we did 15 wholesales or whatever the numbers are. Then you to come in here and say, "Well, I posted a lot on Instagram because yeah. that's there's what people I find that, myself there's people doing that, right now." There's people that could probably focus <laughs> less on Instagram and more on deals than the other way around. Guilty? No, <laughs> I, I am guilty of that. And one of the things that I've um, talking about 2021 vision, I'm I've gotten rid of Twitter already. Next thing is going to be Instagram, and then eventually uh, Facebook. Those all three yeah. are going away this year uh, for me because they they're they're a distraction, right? I'm, gonna, I'm creating my own community. Uh, just a little, this won't come out for several weeks, but um, it's just, it'll be my own community, nothing but real estate focused. And to where cool. I know when I log into a social media platform, it's about real estate and that's all I really care about. I don't, this, all the other stuff is nothing yeah. but a distraction. Be, so. be the creator and not the consumer. Exactly, exactly. That's yeah. it, that's it. Because right now I'm consuming way too many time zones. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't be so hard so, on yourself. No, well, it's true. It's it's uh, it's true. I need uh, I need I need uh, a coach to say stop doing that. Stop. <laughs> I'm going to be polite, say stuff. But anyway, Mike, thank you again. Appreciate you, buddy. Yeah, awesome. Thanks for having me. All right, man. We'll see you. See you. All right, y'all, I want to hear from you. I want to know if this episode, we're now you know, past the two-year mark, and I'm starting to bring on some guests who have been here in the past. I want to know who you want to hear from again, right? Kind of where are they now kind of scenario. Just email me, j at w2capitalist.com. But I owe you a couple of links. To, uh, to connect with Mark, at the very first, I talked about the bank on yourself concepts, a strategy I'm using to eliminate my needs for banks altogether you can go to w2capitalist.com forward slash bank and schedule your free 15-minute consultation with Mark, Mark Willis. He's the guy that uh, I mentioned made the light bulb go off for me. Uh, a brother from another mother, I would almost say. So uh, also check us out what we have going on with the Mastermind. If you don't have an REI family, a close group of friends that you can really know, like if I were to ask you right now, who are the 10 people in your circle that are holding you accountable week by week, month after month on getting things that you need to get done to either start or expand your real estate investing? And if you can't name those 10 people within 20 seconds, you need to come check us out. W2capitalist.com forward slash mastermind. And here's what I recommend as next steps. Number one, connect with Mike. He's on primarily on Instagram. He has some amazing photos and stuff and the crazy stuff that he runs into in his flipping and wholesaling business and things that he just continues to take care of. It's simply amazing to see. He uh, And that's where he primarily hangs out. He's also on Facebook and they're both at The Investing Fireman, right? The second step I recommend for you is to let us know in the W2 Capitalist community what resonated with you here in this episode, right? And you can find out more about the W2 Capitalist community at w2capitalist.com forward slash community. And the third thing, if you haven't done so, go back and hit the subscribe button. We have some amazing content. There's some uh, future episodes that are coming up that I'm super personally excited about uh, sharing with you. So go back and make sure you hit that subscribe button so that uh, you don't miss out on any of that action. But for now, keep your momentum and earn, invest, repeat. <laughs>